Welcome to episode 167. It's the new year, so of course, everything is magically better. (laughs) Today, we continue our series on moving forward in the new year with five questions to consider as you start 2021. That's today on The Reclaimed Leader. Welcome to The Reclaimed Leader, a podcast by two pastors trying to lead their churches through revitalization and change. Their mission, to share their journey with you so it might help you in yours. And now, here, please welcome our hosts, Jason Tucker and Jesse Skiffington. Hey, everyone, welcome to episode 167 of the Reclaim Leader. Happy New Year. Hope that you're having a good one so far. Of course, it's 2021, Jesse. Everything is better automatically. Turn I mean, we the just page. turn the page. And the clean slate, everything That's ready, right? right? I I'm love Jason it. Tucker here with Jesse Skivington. Jesse, Happy New Year. How you doing? Happy New Year, Jason. Happy New Year to you all listening in. So glad for 2021. We're going to keep this rah-rah mentality going. I don't know why, but feels like the right thing to do in a new year. <laughs> um, but yeah, turn the page, right? Forget your last shot as every good shoot. You know, just put that behind you. You know, forget the last at bat when you struck out. Get, you know, put all that 2020 nonsense behind us. Let's move forward because why? Because there was an arbitrary date on the calendar that said we <laughs> should do that. So let's do it. No, it, you know, we talked about this in the last episode, but it, this is that time where it, it is an arbitrary, artificial in some ways moment because it's just a date on a calendar, right? But it does give us an excuse. And I think there's something psychological or collectively psychological about a new year, a new beginning that really is healthy and can can help us um, to look to turn the page when we need to. We need that. We need that from time to time. Yeah, it's just kind of built in the calendar, this natural time of reflection and moving forward. And I think that's very healthy. Um, Right. Processing, looking back at what you've been through, taking what you want to take. And then moving forward to what's next. I think there's something really healthy about that, whether it's an arbitrary uh, time on the calendar or not. I think it's a, it can be a really meaningful time. Yeah. And it's not an escapist thing. I mean, the problems that exist in your life will still be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw a meme somewhere along the way that said, you know, when, when all this is done, the problems in your life will still be there and will mostly be your fault or something like that or something like this. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. That's really terrible, right? But (laughs) life is still here. It doesn't mean it's it's gone. You know, all of the, the fallout and the implications of this really last hard year are still present and are carrying forward. But we have this moment in time where we get a sort of a, a, a disembarkation point or a differentiation point where we can think maybe differently in a fresh way. And we all get a built-in excuse to do it. So let's take advantage of it. Yeah, let's do it. So this episode, just like it sounds, we're kind of piggybacking on the last one where we look back at 2020 and what do we learn and what are some things you want to carry forward with us? And now this is really about, okay, well, what are some things now that we want to take as we move forward and personally, professionally, uh, in ministry, in all sorts yeah. of areas. And I think yep. we've built five questions around this, just like we did the last episode, five questions around this idea to help us think about it. And maybe this is something you want to do both personally and with your staff team, if you have a staff team. Um, or some key volunteers, if you don't have a staff team or your elders or, or, you know, anybody who you think it would be helpful to sort of process this with, I think, go for it. Um, Cause I think it can lead to some really good conversations. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. So let's jump in to question one, which is how do I apply what I've learned? How do yeah. I apply what I've learned? 
And that implies that you, in fact, did learn something. So, yeah. <laughs> so do part one, which we, we said, what did you learn, right? What did we learn? And what did I learn? And so if you're going to apply what you learned, you got to know what you learned. But then what does it mean? The implication of, of that lesson for what you're going to do and how you're going to lead and who you're going to be moving forward. So what did you learn and how are you going to apply what you learned in 2021? Yeah. So taking the example from the last episode, one of them that I had was that, you know, we discovered that our church is a lot more nimble, a lot more adaptable, uh, and can make quick change when there's the proper or appropriate amount of urgency. And so as I'm looking forward to this year, how do I make sure I, I do as a good job of creating urgency around some of the problems that we need to solve so that we can do it with equal gusto, right? That we can at- attack it efficiently and effectively because that is not what churches are good at. And, but maybe because we've exercised this muscle, we're going to be better at it yeah. going forward. I think that's really, you're spot on. Like we went out of maintenance mode, right? We didn't have the same ministries to maintain because by default we could not. And so we learned that we are adaptable. We're innovative. We can think creatively and out of the box and we can learn new technologies and new, new ways of doing ministry. And let's keep that lesson, not just what we did carrying it forward, but also the fact that we can change and can adapt, man, we've got a whole almost year worth of evidence to point our leaders to in our, our congregation. Hey, look, Look what we were able to do. Look how God was able to work in and through us in a really unprecedented time. How, how can we do, what can we do now uh, based on that lesson we learned about our life that we are, we are more adaptable than we ever thought we could be. So I can't wait yeah. to, I mean, that's, that's going to be great leadership fodder going forward. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, what are some things I learned? Well, that digital ministry isn't going anywhere and that we got to make sure that we readjust our budgeting and our staffing to accommodate that new reality and not to put it on the, you know, on the back burner, so to speak, any longer, make sure that it takes priority in what we're doing, because it's been a huge part of, as, as I said, last time, a third of our new members came in through our digital ministry. So that's significant. So we should be spending resources to continue to do that well. That's right. And I think the temptation maybe this year was to keep all that on our own plates or in a small, but if we're going to really keep that going long-term, it needs, our digital footprint is is crucial. So how do we keep that going? And putting resources and staffing behind that is is uh, essential, I think. So what did we learn? We learned that that matters. So let's keep investing in it going forward. Um, I also learned that as a congregation, uh, and this was really important in the pandemic, we love doing things together. We love getting behind an initiative that we can all get excited about, especially when it has to do with people outside of our life that we're helping or supporting. Yeah. And sometimes it has to do with what we're doing on the inside. And so um, one of the things that we're looking at doing is a couple of um, uh, projects around the church, partly as a way of saying, hey, we can't wait to be back together. Let's do this thing together as we get ready for that. And so we're looking at... Um, uh, building a, a kind of a patio area and playground for our preschool and children's ministry. And what a great way to kind of celebrate the potential of being back together in person um, by investing in our, in our physical space, you know, so that's something we can do together. And I think, you know, we'll be able to tie in the, the sort of the online stuff with that too, saying, Hey, but we're not going to neglect this other part of us either. Yeah. I mean, this is so, it's such an important question to ask, right? It's sort of what happens when you go off to a church conference 
and you learn a whole bunch of really great stuff and you take pages and pages of notes and you go home, you don't do anything because you never mm-hmm. try to actively apply what you've learned. That's right. And, and I so think maybe it's just taken one yeah. of those things Is it because we learned a lot, right? We, though, I think the first half of our last episode was about what we learned. Yeah. Partly because we've all learned a lot. And so I don't know if you can apply everything that you learned, but maybe it's a handful of things. Kind of like that conference thing. You can't apply all that you learned at a conference, but you can pull out a few threads and follow them and see see where they lead. Put those into action. So don't miss the opportunity to do that. And um, I think you'll you'll see that pay dividends. And I'm a big fan of just taking things one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying like, okay, here's one thing that I want to apply. And let me just work on that. And then... It, and if I get to a point where I feel like I've got that nailed down, what was another thing that I wanted to apply? And right? I mean, you don't have to do it where I, I give 10 things I need to apply. It's just overwhelming. And, and I don't know that I'm really going to follow through, but yeah. you know, just take a thought at a time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And put it, put it out there and, and follow through and see, see where it leads. I love it. So then the second question is what kind of leader do I want to be going forward this year? What kind of leader do I want to be going forward? Or, or maybe what kind of leader do I need to be? Yeah, this I year. Think that's, I think that's the accurate. crucial. I think yeah. that's the crucial point. I mean, what kind of leader do I want to be? Well, I have a whole bunch of wishful, wanting things about my leadership. But I think when you change that word to need, it sort of says, okay, who do I need to be for the congregation as the pastor leader? Who do I need to be for our staff as the pastor leader? Who do I need to be for our, our session or our board as the leader? Who do I need to be for, you know, whatever arena I happen to be leading in? I, th- I think, you know, this past year, we've said this again and again, we had to be a little bit more firm-handed leaders this last year, taking a little bit more of the reins. Is that still true in 2021? Do we need to let go of some, some of those things that we put onto our plate? Do we need to delegate a little more? Or do we still need that kind of steady, firm hand of leadership going into this year. So, you know, it may be different for all of us while our answer to that question, but what kind of leader do I need to be uh, in 2021? I think is really a vital one. Uh, and maybe the most important question that we, we came up with for this, um, this episode. Well, you hit on something really important and that is we need to hand some things off. We need to gele- delegate some things. I know that there are some pastors who I've talked to and have relationships with. They are still doing everything when it comes to the video production of their service, yeah. whatever that production looks like, whether it's live stream or not, or pre-recorded. That is not sustainable. I, I, but I know it's hard to hand that off when you feel like there's no one to hand it off to. But even if you have to outsource it and pay a college student to do it or something, you got to get that off your plate. And maybe a way to start is, and this is a, a list that I got from Michael Hyatt um, in some of his goal setting stuff, which I just think has been really key for me, is to make a list and on this list to identify the following. What do I love? What do I hate? <laughs> <laughs> what can I delegate? And what can I eliminate? And I think if you start building your list there, what do I love? What do I hate? What can I delegate? What can I eliminate? It starts to bring clarity to what exactly is on your plate and what actually needs to be on your plate and what doesn't. Because a lot of times I make this list and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. There's like, there's like a few things on here that really don't need to be on me. I think we got to figure out a way to process that and to hand some things off or get rid of them. Because if not, you're never going to be able to move forward because you're too busy moving side to side. 
Yeah. And I, th- I think right here, this is really crucial, is that we're moving out of leadership in crisis mode to leadership now in a changed organization or a changed environment. So our leadership may need to look a certain way um, in a crisis moment as it did for those six, seven, eight, nine last months, right? Where we were just kind of making it happen and, and, they, and we needed to step up and lead in, in that way. But now we're in a, in a changed moment, right? The, the crisis is still ongoing in some ways, but we've, we've sort of adapted and changed. And, and um, so our leadership is going to need to, to reflect what's necessary in this moment now. So I think delegation, like you mentioned, is a vital aspect of that. One that I've discovered I'm not particularly great at myself. Not many leaders are. But if we can figure it out using something like, you know, the Michael Hyatt um, method, or, and there's a lot of those out there, it can be such a huge game changer for you and for your organization. Um, I, as a leader, need to be the big picture thinker. I need to be the one leading on the idea front. And um, part of that is delegating some of the nuts and bolts out so that we can think in those kinds of terms, that, that important um, long-term thinking kind of stuff. That's good. I think for me too, uh, another thing that I realized I need to be is I need to be a master equipper. Mm. I need to do a, a, a good job of being the kind of leader that equips, that prepares, that does good handoffs with people. Um, <clears throat> and that's something that takes intentionality and time. And, sure does. you know, it's, it's not the mode I'm most comfortable in, but it's definitely what's needed for my leadership in 2021. And I think connected to that, and this is something you work really hard at, Jason, and I I would just put this out there for all of us to kind of be thinking about is our, our time management and our organizational delegation are the two things that we can, we're never done working on as leaders. We just never are. So when you, you know, I just went through a a kind of a leadership evaluation process with a a friend of mine who's um, starting a consultancy agency. So he wanted to kind of use me as a guinea pig. And yeah, he did some polling of our staff and he asked me some questions and we looked and we discovered that what I had been really good at with some time management techniques and things that I'd put in place and some organizational delegation that had been in place, that kind of went away this last year. And I'm, I'm finding myself, I'm right on the edge of moment-to-moment leadership where I'm reacting more than responding more often, not planning ahead as far as I have been before. So um, it was just sort of the realization that, that I need to, to get my time management and my organizational delegation dialed in again. And those are things that just slip over time because as leaders, more things find their way onto our plate. So got to revisit this. That's the kind of leaders we need to be, leaders who are working on ourselves as well as um, our organizations. Yeah. So what do you, I I like this next question um, because it's really, uh, you know, winsome and optimistic. Yay. This is a Jason and Jesse kind of question. This this is our kind of question right here. What do you hope God is going to do this year? What do you you hope? Where are you you anticipating God to show up? What are you hoping that he's going to do? How about yeah, you? What were some things you're yeah, hoping Yeah, I love for it. I love do. that yeah. question. I think um, this is the kind of question that the people who like to live at the ground floor on the runway of life and, you know, where the rubber meets the road, they're like, really? Ask yeah. this question. <laughs> but for, for us as leaders, this is where we, are, we kind of go, yeah, what could, what could God do? What do I hope God will do this year? And you start to think, and then, you know, you distill out of that, just hopefully some really concrete things. But um, what I hope God will do is help us um, to find ways to really connect with and reach the, the new people that have been plugging in during the pandemic. 
more than just in a, like they attend the Sunday service online. How do we engage with those people? So what I hope God will do is give us a vision and some strategic thinking around how do we incorporate them into our life together? I mean, you were talking about how you guys have already done a membership class where about a third of the people have never physically been to the church. How do we engage and incorporate uh, people into community, into the church in a digital time? I hope God will help us to do that. So that's one of the things I'm hoping yeah. God will help us in this year. Yeah. I mean, you sort of stole mine. It, it's kind of, oh, sorry. Yeah. It's, I mean, listen, I'm a you know, sometimes. sorry. You're just, you're, no, but um, <laughs> yeah, I hope God is going to help us continue. I guess urgency is a the theme for me continue with the same kind of ministry urgency that we're going to reach people no matter what it takes. And I hope God helps us, helps us to keep that fire burning. Um, that, that's really what I'm hoping for that, that we won't just take our foot off the gas. We may steer the wheel a little bit, but that we would keep moving, keep going yeah. that, that even though we may be a bit worn out that we wouldn't just stop and be like, okay, let's hibernate for a little while and then resurface around Easter. Yeah. I think a good way to frame that, you know, I hope God will rejuvenate us and our staff team that God will give us the energy and the focus to keep moving forward and to bring people along with us. Um, there is no, here's the crazy thing that kind of the, the secret about the pandemic is there's no finish line. Yeah. Like there's no, like (laughs) you don't cross the finish line and then you go home and you rest for, you know, three months and, and then go again. No ministry and life are still happening. And this, it's sort of like a, you know, a finish line that's sort of just, it's like this continually moving target that keeps moving further and further out down the road. So we're not, we're not done yet. So I hope God will give you, me, all of us as leaders, as our staff teams, our our key volunteers, everybody that the sort of the, the energy, the, the focus, the desire to keep moving forward. And I hope God's gonna inspire an awakening Yeah. this year. I, I think all the seeds for revival have been planted. I, I'm excited and I hope that we're going to see some fruit Yeah, that we're going to see a harvest, a, a real spiritual harvest from this very rocky soil That's <laughs> that right. we we've had. Well, and it comes back to the, the theme that res- has resonated the most. And during this past Christmas season was, uh, a, you know, a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. I mean, that's you've seen that in the secular kind of way of talking about things out there, and certainly in our in our church environment. That that is the theme that resonated. And the thing is, I think one of the realizations for for people right now is they're not enough on their own. You know, like as human beings, we only have so much in us to give and to do. And collectively, we can do some amazing things. But man, do we need God's help? And wow, isn't it nice to be to have? someone uh, who created the heavens and the earth and everything in them to come alongside of us in our needs. So I hope God will continue that work in our hearts, but also in, in the communities in the world around us, help them get to know that message. So good. I feel like we could definitely camp out on this one. For- <laughs> this is a fun one, at least. Let's to talk do a about. seminar on this one, Jason. What did you learn? Come on, man. What did man. you that's, learn? That's too yeah, practical. That's right. Come on. Way let's too get, practical. Let's, talk let's get to the hope. Um, right. <laughs> so next question. How do I want to grow personally? I think one of my biggest challenges as a pastor is differentiating between who I am apart from my calling and vocation. Yeah. Um, I know those things are necessarily intertwined, but 
I also think about not everything should be professional growth. And there's that weird line because for us, you know, professional Christians, our faith is all mixed up with what we do for a living and our paycheck. And it gets weird. It gets, there's some lines that just get all blurred. And I think it's really important. And I've seen, it's really important for me to think about this next year. How do I want, I want to grow personally. I think I need to cultivate some more hobbies. Yeah. I need to cultivate some things that are really life-giving to me and my family apart from having anything to do with the church. And so it's that's a big one for me this year. You know, how yeah, do I want to, We talked a couple episodes ago about making pumpkin pie, which was really fun. But yeah. what's what's a version of that that I really want to dig into this year? That's going to give me life. So one of the things I'm thinking about is I've always wanted to, to write a screenplay and I've always wanted to learn more about uh, filmmaking. And one of the things I was thinking about was to learn some stuff actually for that could be used in the life of the church, but also (laughs) it's something I've always wanted to do for me. And, and that's, that might be just the kind of thing I need. Um, yeah. for this year to really dig into something that really, you know, I could do on my own time and it just gives me life. So I don't know. That was something that I was thinking about. Yeah. I like that, Jason. I, I think, you know, the truth is when we invest in our personal well-being or personal lives and personal growth outside of our, our ministry context, it's going to show up in our ministry somehow in, in yeah. hopefully in a positive way. But what I hear you saying is that we're not doing it for that purpose. This is not professional development growth. This is not leadership development growth as much as those are really crucially important things that we hope we're doing all the time. But this is about how, who am I outside of my vocation or my role as, as pastor, as leader. And um, we need those, those things. So what is it going to look like to grow in 2021 uh, at that personal level? And I think your example of, of, you know, figuring out how to write a screenplay, that's really cool. Um, I love it. I, I personally, I love working with wood. I like building things. Um, and I have a a smattering of tools and and, and different odds and ends. And, um, but to kind of, um, I've always felt a little bit like the time that I spend doing any of that kind of stuff away from my family when I'm not at work is sort of selfish. Uh, but my kids are old enough now, or the way our life is at least right now, I think it's really actually healthy to, to have some of that time set aside just to go be in the garage and tinker around and be creative in a totally different kind of disconnected context. And if, if Will wants to come and hang out with me and work in the shop, then great. And all that kind of thing. But it's something that I think will be uh, for me in 2021, you know, I don't know if I'm going to build a rocking chair or what, but we'll see what we'll see. (laughs) But it's good, you know, and, and I think this is where I, I know that this probably leads to a lot of like New Year's resolutions kinds of things. Sure. How do I want to grow personally? But also don't ignore that or don't be so cynical about them that yeah. you just you let another year go by without doing something to grow personally. I think that's just as important as anything else that we're doing because that's what gives you life and energy and excitement and helps you think about new things, which I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. So good question. I think that needs to be on our yellow notepad somewhere along the line. What am I going to do? And, you know, I, I think it's, it's crucial. We're not good at hobbies. You know, leaders, I think sometimes struggle, but I think the healthiest leaders are people that have things outside of their, their role yeah. that they enjoy doing. So, yeah, well, we covered a lot of ground here. Um, so let's get into this last one, which I think is about how do you get forward movement on this stuff? 
because it would be easy to be overwhelmed. And there are lots of different really great courses you can take. Michael Hyatt course is one of my favorites. Uh, he does a new one every year uh, called Your Best Year Ever. And uh, he's not paying me for this, although he should. To, to <laughs> yeah, play. you might need a kickback. That's like three <laughs> mentions this episode. Um, but something like that, you know, they'll talk a lot about goal setting and, you know, how do you do bite-sized goals that move the needle on what you want and all of that. And so yeah. you can learn a lot about that. You don't need to hear that from me. But I, what I will say this is I think it's important to try to nail down a couple of those really most important things that have bubbled up for you in this process of thinking and reflecting and write for yourself, maybe a sentence or two that might go something like, I want to be the kind of leader that equips others um, well. And I want to be the kind of person who, you know, knows when to take a break or, you know, something like that, a sentence or two and put it somewhere that you're going to see it every day. For me, it's on my ridiculous color coded to do list. I put that <laughs> that right on there. Um, but and I know you like to put things up on your, yeah, on your I have wall, it on my, wall. my wall. Everybody gets to see them when they walk into my office. I have all these <laughs> printed things and they're like, really? But. But it's like, it's like a one line vision statement. And the idea is so that you could be a little more laser focused on it instead of, because I know uh, one of the big things that I hear a lot of people do is they pick a word for the year and they become sort of a mantra and a touchstone for a lot of decisions and things that they make. Um, But I like to get a little more specific because for me that, that word just gets too it's like Smurf. Like I could use it for too many yeah, you know, kind of definitions, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so something to help keep it in front of you really is what we're talking about here. Um, and so I know Jesse, you you do that a lot, you know that. So how does it work for you usually? Yeah, that's. I mean, it basically, you kind of nailed the the process. But for me, sometimes it ends up um, on my whiteboard. I start to to write some things down that I want to be true for this year or that I want to work on, and it kind of starts distilling down into an, a, a way of focusing. And I wonder, for me, this year, <clears throat> kind of, it almost always has two layers. One is who I want to be in my role as as pastor and leader, in sort of from a church standpoint. And then there's a sort of who do I want to be as father, husband you know, um, person. And I think I wonder if one of the things that should show up on that list, you know, and that part of the phrase for me this year is, um, become an interesting person outside of work, (laughs) 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 outside of your role as pastor are like, is there anything that's interesting at all about you? Um, um, and so, you know, Bill, if I make rocking chairs, then maybe I'll be more interesting. I don't know. But um, so, but I kind of look at it through those two lenses. Like who am I in my role as pastor leader? And then who am I in my role outside of that? And kind of hone in um, on some, some things there. And here's just the plain, simple truth. Some years I get way more traction on this stuff than others. Um, but I think when you articulate it and then, you know, I've used Michael Hyatt's full folk full focus planner before. So I, you know, so I've taken it, you know, in the higher direction too sometimes, but just having those in front of you and then thinking of, you know, what is, what is a, an, a step, a small reasonable step to move in that direction that I can take. And, you know, those things will add up over time. It's like having the discipline to save over time. You put a little bit in and the first time you're like, there's nothing there. It's going to take me forever. But Five years down the road, you actually have something substantial. So I think thinking of your your goals that way or your life, your sort of your 2021 vision that way is something you can incrementally move toward through a series of small steps. And uh, that brings focus. And um, I would say 
uh, it gives you a criteria upon which to make decisions. I think this, yeah. you know, so does this direction or this idea, does it fit within this, um, this criteria that I've set through this sort of vision statement for the year? So anyway, more than you asked for. On that's that, good. But. No, that's good. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think the key is, you know, a couple of things as we close this episode is this is all about two things. The first is hold your vision tightly, hold your plans loosely. Yeah. <laughs> if anything good. we learned from last year, right? Yep, yep. Hold your vision tightly, hold your plans loosely. Yeah, it's really good. And then, and then the second thing is if you hope to be a revitalizer, you first have to be revitalized. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to happen without great intentionality because there's just too, too much gravitational pull against it. Yeah. So yeah, if we want to be uh, part of the work of change in the life of the church, we have to be changing ourselves and adapting and allowing God to grow us and, and shape us uh, as we do that, that work. So, um, you know, this is two, two conversations. One was about putting 2020 into perspective and kind of processing through. And this one hopefully has helped you think and look ahead at 2021 and all the things that you are hoping to move toward in the coming year. And, uh, you know, as we do that, Jason and I are going to be here. We're going to be having conversations as we go along. Who knows what 2021 will bring, Jason? Um, certainly not going to bring a Raiders Super Bowl. We figured that out. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I hope we can all say, I can't wait to find out. I don't know the future, but I can't wait uh, to see what God does. And I, I think when we have that kind of mentality or that kind of heart, it helps us in our leaders to stay in that that positive, hopeful posture, uh, what God can do uh, in and through us and our congregations and uh, and, uh, for the sake of his love for the world. So I can't wait to find out. All right. Well, hey, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Hope that this is going to be a great year for all of us and uh, keep going. I hope you got some rest. I hope that um, you're moving forward with your plans, that you're feeling the presence of God in this very important work that you're doing. Uh, Man, blessings, and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Reclaimed Leader. Join us next time for more insights, interviews, and resources to help you in your leadership journey.